the mighty name of Jesus. Praise God, praise God, hallelujah, hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. As we pray for the nation of Switzerland, someone like to round off the prayer for us. Hallelujah. Please, I'd like to round up. Go ahead, please. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. We thank you for the nation, O oh God of Swiss. Heavenly Father, your word said in Acts 17, verse 12, that therefore many believed also of honorable women who were Greeks of men not a few. We pray, oh God, for the salvation of the leaders, oh God, in Swiss, especially the president, Ignacio, and all his cabinet ministers, that they hear and believe the gospel and receive it, oh God, for their salvation. We declare that the word of God is prevailing and growing massively in the land of Swiss, affecting and influencing all the leaders in their decision-making. In the name of Jesus, they make Decisions, so heavenly Father, is in line with your plan and purposes for the nation of Swiss. Oh God, we also pray for the lawmakers, oh God, in the country of Swiss. Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 1 to 2, that woe to judges who issue unrighteous decrees. Therefore, God, we pray for all those who execute laws in Swiss. We declare that obnoxious laws will not be passed in that country. In the mighty name of Jesus, all those who promote lawless laws are exposed and they are lightly esteemed in that country. In the name of Jesus, we declare that only righteous laws, oh Lord, that favor the spread of the gospel, that favor the world be 
children of the people in that country are past, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, we pray for the people. We pray that there will be a greater spread and impact, oh God, of the gospel in that land, oh God. We pray, oh God, all those who are not saved, oh God, that's in one way or the other, don't hear the gospel, Heavenly Father. That's don't hear the gospel through the internet, through the social media, oh God. We pray we cancel, oh God, any antichrist plan, oh God, for the nation of Swiss, oh God. We pray that all those who plan to do that, they are lightly esteemed, oh God. We pray that large numbers of people will come into the kingdom from the nation of Swiss, oh God. We pray that there will be a massive harvest of souls in that land. Heavenly Father, thank you. We we pray, oh God, for all the churches and ministers of the gospel in that land, oh God. We pray that even at these times, they are strengthened. They are strengthened. They are strengthened to preach the gospel even more. They are strengthened, oh Heavenly Father. That they are strengthening, that the nation, oh God, of Swiss is open to the gospel. That the message of Jesus Christ, oh God, is unstoppable in that nation. That the ministers of the gospel are strengthened to preach the gospel. They are strengthened, oh God, to make the, the name of Jesus the Lord over that land. Thank you so much, oh Heavenly Father, for the nation of Swiss. Thank you for the people. Thank you for the leaders. Thank you, Heavenly Father, we come against any spirit of deceptions in that land. Oh God, we declare that all their structures are overthrown, all the antichrist spirits, oh God, all their structures are overthrown, all their lives are exposed. And at the end of the day, oh Lord, you are the Lord of our souls, you are the Lord of the people there. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. And Father, we pray and we thank you for all men in the nation of Switzerland. We pray for the president, President Ignazio Cassis, and we use him as a point of contact. We pray for all in authority in Switzerland. We ask, Father, that you would pour out the spirit of salvation on Switzerland, bringing many to salvation and to the knowledge of the truth. Father, let your kingdom come upon Switzerland. The name of Jesus is named upon and is glorified in Switzerland. They lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty in Switzerland. Yes, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we rebuke and we restrain every force of evil in Switzerland, we rebuke you evil spirits of anarchy, violence, deception, and war. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we cut out Satan and his demons of darkness from Switzerland and bring in the ministry of angels, the kingdom of God is upon Switzerland and the will of God is done in Switzerland. Yes, hallelujah. Good trials over evil in Switzerland and righteousness prevails. Lord, you love Switzerland and you plan good for them. You fought. You filled Switzerland with your goodness, but evil men have hijacked economies of nations and put them in poverty. Now we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus against such men and women responsible for creating poverty in the nations. Hallelujah. Men and women who have hijacked the financial systems of Switzerland and created poverty with their greed, selfishness, and evil works. In the name of Jesus, we free the financial system of Switzerland 
from these dubious men and women. We free the nation of Switzerland from terrible economic policies orchestrated by those people that have bound them and kept them in poverty. We declare that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that these evil people proceed no further. We frustrate their evil plans and we diminish their resources. We cut off their influences and power to control the nation of Switzerland for their selfish ends. We pray for Switzerland from faith we free Switzerland from fear and we proclaim deliverance for her leaders and her people. We declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that Switzerland is free to enjoy the goodness of God. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we repeal, we counsel, and we appropriate every unjust and evil law passed in parliaments or by decree in Switzerland, only laws that are all to the benefit of the people and in consistency with the righteousness of God. Only such law stands in the name of the Lord Jesus. We declare that every draconian law hurriedly and secretly passed during the COVID-19 fiasco to perpetrate the planned evil are cut down in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for all who are sick in the nation of Switzerland. We, we decree, we receive grace and mercy for them. And we declare that the love of God prevails in their behalf and the healing power of God overwhelms them and they are restored to wholeness, hallelujah. And they come to know the love of God and his salvation such that they serve God with their lives in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for the church of Jesus Christ in Switzerland. We pray for ministers of the gospel and the Christians they lead in Switzerland. We declare that they are strong in faith, giving glory to God. They are filled with the knowledge of God's will, you know, wisdom and spiritual understanding. Yes, they are bold, they are fearless, hallelujah. They are courageous and they are in, not terrified by the adversaries, but are forceful in advancing the cause of the gospel and the kingdom of God. Yes, they are filled with the knowledge of God's will discerning these end times. We pray that they, those being persecuted that they be delivered from wicked and unreasonable men in Switzerland. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, yes, for the nation of Switzerland. We pray that if this nation has taken decisions, or has put in law, or has taken actions against other countries financially, causing whatever situation in their country. We free them, God, from all such demons. They want to take advantage of the nation's history and past. To bring on unrighteous, unrighteous judgment upon the nations. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, Switzerland belongs to God. Yes, we worship and adore your holy name, God. Yes, Switzerland is for the Lord and for the propagation of your righteousness, of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, the nation of Switzerland is filled with the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, 
precious Father. Yes, righteousness is upon the nation of Switzerland. Oh, we worship you, oh God. We adore your holy name, oh God. We thank you for Switzerland. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time, you are welcome to the nation. You are welcome to the inspired by the word global times of devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed sister Maka for the opportunity to lead the sense of God in these times of intercessory prayers for the nations of the earth. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed sister Tina. Right away, we're going into the session of um, praise and worship, after which we'll be going into the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Over to you, dear Sister Harriet. You have a beautiful week, everyone. Um, Sister Harriet, can you unmute yourself? Um, Saharit, we can't hear you. Okay, Sister Grace, please unmute yourself. Our Sister Harris network has been sorted. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Esteem Pastor Debbie, for that powerful session of prayer for the nation's Swiss. Thank you so much, esteemed Amarak, for the opportunity to lead gospel in worship. Thank you so much, Ma. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you're connected from at this time. Oh, Father, we love you. We give you praise. Just go ahead and lift up your hands where you are in worship to our King. Oh, Libra, Kalababa, we sing our songs, oh God of worship, to you this morning because you alone deserve it. Libra do kolabash. Holy, holy is the Lamb upon the throne. Worthy, worthy is the Lamb upon the throne holy holy is the lamb upon the throne worthy worthy is the lamb Upon the throne, what is the land upon the throne? And we cry, Holy, 
you were clothed in majesty. Holy is your name. Oh, we cry, holy to the King who reigns supreme. Oh, you are clothed in majesty. Holy is your name, glory to you, Lord. Hey, holy, holy is the Lamb upon the throne worthy worthy is the lamb upon the throne holy holy is the lamb upon the throne worthy worthy is the lamb upon the throne oh we cry holy to the king who reigns supreme you are clothed in majesty holy is your name oh yes oh we cry holy to the king who reigns Supreme, mm -hmm. you are clothed in majesty. Holy is your name, glory to your name. Hey, what is the upon the throne and we cry holy oh we cry holy to the king who reigns supreme oh you are clothed in majesty Glory is your name. Oh, oh, we cry holy to the King who reigns supreme. You are clothed in majesty. 
Holy is your name, glory to your Lord. Hey, hey, hey. Hallelujah, 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 glory to your name, hallelujah, 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 praise your holy name, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We praise your holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We praise your holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, glory to your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We praise your holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We praise your holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name, hallelujah, hey. hallelujah, hallelujah. We praise your holy name, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We praise your holy name, hallelujah, hey. hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We praise your holy name. Oh, glory to your Lord. Hey, what is the land upon the throne? And we cry, Holy, yes, oh, we cry, holy, to the King who reigns supreme. Lord, you will clothe in majesty, holy is your name. Oh, 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 we cry, holy, to the King who reigns supreme. Oh, yes, you will clothe the majesty, holy is your name, glory. To you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name. Hallelujah. 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 We praise your holy name. Hallelujah. Eh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. We'll praise your holy name. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name. Hallelujah. 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 We'll praise your holy name. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, we lift a voice and praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We lift your holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We'll praise your holy name. Glory to your name. Glory, yes, to your name. Oh, holy is your name. Glory. To you, Lord, yeah. holy is your name, glory to you, Lord, yeah. holy is your name, glory. Holy is your name, 
glory to our King. From the depth of our heart we worship, holy is your name, glory to you, Lord. Holy is your name, glory to you, Lord. Monaco, the universe, yes, holy is your name, glory to you, Lord. King of all the earth, every people, holy is your name, glory to you, Lord. Our Father, our Lord, holy is your name, glory. To your name, the one who knew me before I knew my name. Holy is your name, glory to you, Lord, my maker, my peace, my joy. Holy is your name, glory. To you, Lord, the one who loves me more than I could love myself. Holy is your name, glory to you, Lord. My holy is your name, glory. To you, Lord, my alabashana, holy is your name. Glory to Kofala <laughs> La fata carado, se franti efesus ke in the kesos, bretolo fara kisa katala kopsha kafaya. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you. You are gracious and you are kind. Holy is your name. Holy is your name. Holy is your name, O oh God. Oh, hallelujah. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. Welcome once again to the Inspired by the Word devotion. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Grace, for a time of worship. Thank you. Thank you, esteemed Pastor Deborah and esteemed Sister Tina for the time of intercessory prayers. 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Mantolo Frahatila Falako Shakata. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Today is Monday. And it's the 16th of May. The title of today's devotional article is Mandate to Shine. The devotional article is going to be um, projected on your screen so you can follow and we can read together. Mandate to Shine. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Matthew 5, 6, 14 and 16. You know, looking at the title of today's devotional article and then even the different articles that we've been going through in this month of May, um, it seems like a reminder of the essence of our Christianity. It seems like a reminder of who we are in Christ so that we can wake up to the reality of our position, of our inheritance, so that we can enjoy our lives in Christ. Praise God, mandate to shine. It's estimated that there are almost 9 billion people in the world today. Despite the statistics, it's interesting to know that no other human was exactly like you in the past. None is like you now, and none will ever be like you. God made it so. Your uniqueness is such that can't be obscured. It's the reason you must live your best, be your best, and put your best into serving the Lord Jesus Christ. In that theme scripture, Jesus said, you are the light of the world, a city on a hill that can't be hidden. But he didn't stop there. He added, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. This is significant. It lets you know you have a divine mind mandate to shine before all men anywhere and everywhere. <laughs> this is significant. It lets you know you have a divine mandate to shine before all men anywhere and everywhere. This means you can always win and make progress no matter the circumstances of your life. Joseph, the son of Jacob, is a notable example in this regard. He was sold into slavery by his brothers and later put in prison after being wrongly accused. Yet he shone so brightly in the midst of all those difficult times and eventually went on to become the prime minister in a foreign country according to God's plan and purpose. As you heed the master's instruction to shine, setting forth his wonderful deeds and displaying his virtues and perfections, the scripture says men would glorify your father in heaven. I encourage you to put your focus and best energies on what God has called you to do, no matter where you are in life. It won't be long before you're catapulted to a higher dimension of success with your life continually bringing him glory and honor. Praise the Lord. It's amazing that the light with which, um, the angle from which today's devotion, devotional article is coming from and the um, scriptural reading that it's connected to, I, 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 I don't think, think I have really so seen it in this light today, but I'm excited about the story of Joseph. I always um, praise the Lord. Um, mandate to shine, mandate to shine, mandate to shine. 
Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. It talks about the intensity of our light, the shining of our light, and how that it's our responsibility. How much our light shines is up to us. You know, you can and nobody knows you. You can be in a place and everybody knows you. Not because you are seeking fame, but because you are manifesting the perfections, the virtues, the energies, the best gifts of the spirit of God that he's deposited inside you. You know, there's one thing that um, I, I learned from pastor, especially in, in leadership, is how to take responsibility. Actually, even in the, by virtue of the definition of leadership that the man of God gave us, um, you know, he said, um, the assumption of responsibility for guidance, action, and control based on the burden of superior knowledge and higher information. By virtue of that definition, you see that leadership is responsibility. And in taking responsibility, you never leave your world the way you met it. You know, Pastor has raised us to, um, he said, make your world better than you met it. When you are responsible, responsibility is the ability to respond. It's, it's, it's a compound world. And when we say the ability to respond, respond to people and their needs. You know, Pastor will give the example of somebody who's trying to enter the church and then, you know, it had rained and there's a pool of water in front of the church. So you see those who would jump it and pass it. They'll jump the pool of water, they'll pass it and go into the church. You see those who would come, they'll step on the water then use their leg to now, you know, mess the other area surrounding the water, walk into the church. You see those that would come and, you know, scream how that um, people in this church are not organized. You know, imagine water in front of the church. Nobody's doing about it. Then there's this other guy who comes. I'm like, oh, my God, ah, this water should not be here. And he tries to either get the cleaners to help clean it, or he actually does clean it. The, the last person is the only one who took responsibility. You know, you are in a place um, and then things are not right, many things are not okay, and then you can do something about it. You know, we're also in a, in a, in a <laughs> will, I, will I call it, a generation that is very um, callous, very disrespectful, many things, Anything goes. So people are usually very careful. So you hear people say that, ah, I beg, I beg, I beg. I don't want anybody to insult me. I don't want to be disrespected. Let me just tell you, in the assumption of responsibility, in being who God has made you to be, there are people that would insult you. There are people that would disrespect you. But like Pastor would say, you cannot dishonor a man who has been honored. It doesn't matter what is said to you. It doesn't matter what is done to you. If what was done to Joseph was going to determine the outcome of his life, then he would not have been prime minister. This is someone that was dealt with from his home, sold as a slave, in the house that he was a slave, to look at the God that visited him, then the wife of his boss would not, would not allow the demon in her arrest. He ended up in the prison. But amidst all of these difficulties, this guy ended up as the prime minister, became the boss of all of them. And yet he did not so wicked. He did not give back evil for evil. We did not hear that Joseph took it out on his brothers. Neither did we hear that he threw Potiphar and his wife into the prison so that they would go and they would go and understand what he went through in the prison. 
Myself and Brother Martins were talking and we estimated the number of years that Joseph spent in prison to be about eight years. About eight years. Who spent eight years in the prison comes out and has an opportunity to take it out on the person who sent him to prison, thinking that he was unjustly, even, you know, unjustly incarcerated. And he doesn't take it out. So make up your mind that you would walk in love, not because you were treated nicely, not because you were treated kindly, but because it is your nature. The Bible says God is love and love is God. And if I am made in the image of God, if dogs give birth to dogs, then love gave birth to love because God gave birth to God. So take responsibility, take charge. You know, sometimes you can even go to somebody's wedding. Maybe you've been insulted before that your own is too much just because you were trying to help, you know, um, um, put things in order. And then you go for another wedding and things are not going well. You know, I was, I was in a wedding recently and then I noticed that the senior ministers that came, the person that was attending to them doesn't know them. So they weren't being attended to very well. And of course... <laughs> It wasn't a wedding I was supposed to say anything. It wasn't a wedding I was supposed to do anything. But I couldn't stand that the senior ministers of our ministry were being disregarded in their offices because somebody was assigned to them that doesn't know them. And I stood up and I corrected it and I went back to my seat and I didn't care what anybody thought about it or what anybody said about it. So I'm saying that taking responsibility is going to get you, um, things are going to have, have to happen. You do good, you do bad. <laughs> Man is going to talk because there are many people who are jobless, jobless enough to give themselves the assignment only of gossip. And people only gossip about successful people. If you were a failure, nobody would take notice of you. So my brothers and my sisters, live your best life for God. Be your best. Take responsibility for a better world. Don't see things go bad and just be quiet. You have a mandate to shine. So shine that men will see your good works. You see, even those who may speak against you and do the things that they do against you, they know deep inside of them that they want to be like you. They know that they admire you. They know that they, they, they wish they could live their best life the way you, have, you are living your best life. So don't let the comments, opinions, suggestions, comments um gossip of men make you recline to the back of to the back seat of life because you want to avoid trouble see you don't trouble the devil devil trouble you he's no respecter of um quiet people or noisy people he will trouble you so you better trouble him and let your light so shine that his darkness disappears everywhere that you show up it's as simple as that brothers and sisters we have a mandate to shine we are partakers of, the, of, of, of eternal verities. We share the God life. The life that God has is what he gave us. God shows up. Light has shown up. When I show up, light shows up. Light means clarity. Light means direction. Light means solution. When there's light, you can see your way around your room. Even in your room, do you know that when there's no light, you could actually hit your leg and fall? Your own room. So imagine the power of light. If you are light, that means when you show in a place, that is why people can tell me that, oh, since I came in contact with you, I found purpose, I found direction, I found clarity of purpose for my life. That's because my light is shining. Is, this, is that the same testimony of your light? Is that the same testimony of your life? 
The other day, Sister Erickson was sharing with us. And over time, she shared so many testimonies about the, the impact she's having in her place of work amongst her colleagues. She works in a place that is so antagonistic against the gospel, yet a, one of her bosses would assign, would say, take this person to Arejo because this is, she's the only one that can attend to her. Let your light so shine, brothers and sisters. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Somebody will say, if he needs to blind the eyes of people, let it blind. You know, it's only bad people's eyes that will go blind by your light because they, 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 they are, they, their evil eyes would, would, would all the bad things that they are causing around. But you see, light brings life. It brings joy. It brings a lot of things into an environment. Let your light so shine and be unapologetic about being your best for the Lord Jesus and going that extra mile for people. They may say that she's looking for something. He's looking for something in return. That is them. God sees your heart. And remember, we studied about the perfect heart and perfect ways. That's all that matters. God sees your heart. You genuinely care about people. Keep caring and keep doing good things for people. The Lord is your reward. Praise the Lord. I'm going to hand over to esteemed Pastor Onya at this moment. God bless. Good morning, Ma. Thank you for this opportunity. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on where you are connecting from at the moment, we are going over to the Bible study segment of today's devotion. And we are starting from the further studies of the Rhapsody of Realities. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, the Amplified says, But you are a chosen race a royal priesthood, a dedication nation, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people, that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous lights. Isaiah chapter 61 to 3 says, Arise, shine, for the light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to their light and kings to the brightness of their rising. Praise the Lord. Let's take the confession together. I'm a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of life. Darkness has no place in me because I'm native born to the light and I live continually in the light of God's word. I manifest this light to my word ever so brightly today as I give expression to the life of Christ and his nature of righteousness in me, functioning with excellence, precision and wisdom in all I do. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're going to go over to the New Testament reading for the day's devotion. And we are still in the book of John. John chapter 7 from 25. 
Then some of the residents of Jerusalem spoke up and said, isn't this the one who they are trying to kill? So why is he speaking publicly and not one of the Jewish leaders is doing anything about it? Are they starting to think that he's the anointed one? But how could he, since we know this man is from Galilee, but no one will know where the true Messiah comes from. He will just appear out of nowhere. Knowing all of this, Jesus one day preached boldly in the temple courts. So do you think you know me and where I come from? But you don't know the one who sent me. Sorry, I'm going to take that again. So you think you know me and where I come from, but you don't know the one who sent me. The father who is always faithful. I have not come simply on my own initiative. The father has sent me here and I know all about him for I have come from his presence. His words caused many to want to arrest him, but no man was able to lay a hand on him for it wasn't yet his appointed time. And there were many people who thought he might be the Messiah. They said, after all, when the anointed one appears, could he possibly do more signs and wonders than this man has done? So when the Pharisees heard this rumor circulating about Jesus, they went to the leading priests and the temple guards to arrest him. Then Jesus said, my days to be with you are numbered. When, then I will return to the one who sent me and you will search for me and not be able to find me. For where I am, you cannot come. When the Jewish leaders heard this, they discussed among themselves, where could he possibly go that we won't be able to find him? Is he going to minister in a different land where our people live scattered among the nations? Is he going to teach those who are not Jews? What did he really mean by his statement? You will search for me and will not be able to find me. And where I am, you can't come. They asked him. Caption, rivers of living water. Then on the most important day of the feast, the last day, Jesus stood and shouted out to the crowds, all you thirsty one, come to me. Come to me and drink. Believe in me so that rivers of living water will burst out from within you, flowing from your innermost being, just like the scripture says. Jesus was prophesying about the Holy Spirit that believers were being prepared to receive but the Holy Spirit had not yet been poured out upon them because Jesus had not yet been unveiled in his full splendor. Caption, divided opinions about Jesus. When the crowd heard Jesus, Jesus' words, some said, this man really is a prophet. Others said, he's the Messiah. But others said, how could he be the anointed one since he's from Galilee? Mm-hmm. Don't the scriptures say that he will, be, he will be one of David's descendants and be born in Bethlehem, the city of David? So the crowd was divided over Jesus. Some wanted him arrested, but no one dared to lay a hand on him. Caption, the unbelief of religious leaders. So when the temple guards returned to the Pharisees and the leading priests without Jesus, they were questioned, where is he? Why didn't you bring that man back with you? They answered, you don't understand. He speaks amazing things like no one has ever spoken. The religious leaders mocks, 
Oh, so now you have been led astray by him. Do you see even one of us, your leaders, following him? This ignorant ramble swamps around him because none of them know anything about the law. They are all cursed. Just then, Nicodemus, who had secretly spent time with Jesus, spoke up, for he was a respected voice among them. He cautioned them, saying, does our Lord decide a man's guilt before we hear him and allow him to defend himself? They argued, oh, so now you are, you are an advocate for this Galilean. Search the scriptures, Nicodemus, and you will see that there is no mention of a prophet coming out of Galilee. So with that, their debate ended and they each went their own way. 11, caption, eight, sorry. Platform one, caption, an adulteress forgiven. Jesus walked up the Mount of Olives near the city where he spent the night. Then at dawn, Jesus appeared in the temple courts again, and soon all the people gathered around to listen to his words. So he sat down and taught them. Then in the middle of his teaching, his religious scholars, the religious scholars and the Pharisees broke through the crowd and brought a woman who had been caught in the act of committing adultery and made her stand in the middle of everyone. Then they said to Jesus, teacher, we caught this woman in the very act of adultery. Doesn't Moses' law command us to stone to death a woman like this? Tell us, what do you say we should do with her? They were only testing Jesus because they hoped to trap him with his own words and accuse him of breaking the laws of Moses. But Jesus didn't answer them. Instead, he simply bent down and wrote in the dust with his finger. Angry, they kept insisting that he answered their question. So Jesus stood up and looked at them and said, let's have the man who has never had a sinful desire throw the first stone at her. Mm -hmm. And then he bent over and wrote some words in the dust. Upon hearing her, hearing that her accusers slowly left the crowd one at a time, beginning with the oldest to the youngest with a convicted conscience. Until finally, Jesus was left alone with the woman still standing near there in front of him. So he stood up back and said to her, Dear woman, where are your accusers? Is there no one here to condemn you? Looking around, she replied, I see no one, Lord. Jesus said, Then I certainly don't condemn you either. Go, and from now on, be free from a life of sin. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Sim Brother Martins, for sharing your screen. Over to you, Esteem Brother John. Thank you so much. God, wow, such an amazing read. Thank you so much, Esteem Pastor Nye. Wow, 
Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Old Testament segment of our one year by reading plan. <clears throat> and um, we'll be reading the book of First Kings, chapter 18 and 19. It's also another beautiful story of the prophet Elijah and the prophets of Baal. Very encouraging story. So kindly join with me as we go through the Old Testament. Let's say a big thank you to the esteemed Amarak for this awesome privilege. Thank you so much, Ma. And thank you, Brother Martins, for helping us to display the scriptures on the screen. Thank you. So from verse 1, it was three years later that the Lord said to Elijah, Go and tell King Ahab that I will soon send rain again. So Elijah went to tell him. Meanwhile, the famine had become very severe in Samaria. The man in charge of Ahab's household affairs was Obadiah, who was a devoted follower of the Lord. Once, when Queen Jezebel had tried to kill all of the Lord's prophets, Obadiah had hidden 100 of them in two caves, 50 in each, and had fed them with bread and water. Hmm. That same day, while Elijah was on the way to see King Ahab, the king said to Obadiah, we must check every stream and brook to see if we can find enough grass to save at least some of my horses and mules. You go one way and I'll go the other. I will search the entire land. So they did, each going alone. Suddenly, Obadiah saw Elijah coming towards him. Obadiah recognized him at once and fell to the ground before him. Is it really you, my lord, Elijah? He asked. Yes, it is, Elijah replied. Now go and tell the king, I am here. Oh, sir, Obadiah protested. What harm have I done to you that you are sending me to my death? I swear by God that the king had searched every nation and kingdom on earth from end to end to find you. And each time when he was told Elijah isn't here, King Ahab forced the king of that nation to swear to the truth of his claim. And now you say, go and tell him Elijah is here. But as soon as I leave you, the spirit of the Lord will carry you away. Who knows where? And when Ahab comes and can't find you, he will, <laughs> he will kill me. Yet I have been a true servant of the Lord all my life. Has no one told you about the time when Queen Jezebel was trying to kill the Lord's prophets and I hid a hundred of them in two caves and fed them with bread and water? And now you say, go and tell the king, go tell the king that Elijah is here. Sir, if I do that, I am dead. Well, Elijah said, I swear by the Lord God of the armies of heaven, in whose presence I stand, that I will present myself to Ahab today. So Obadiah went to tell Ahab that Elijah had come, and Ahab went out to meet him. So it is you, is it the man who brought this disaster upon Israel? Ahab exclaimed when he saw him. You are talking about yourself, Elijah answered, for you and your family have refused to obey the Lord and have worshipped Baal instead. Now bring all the people of Israel to Mount Carmel with all 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who are supported by Jezebel. So Ahab summoned all the people and the prophets of Mount Carmel. Then Elijah talked to them. How long are you going to waver between two opinions? He asked the people. If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, then follow him. Then Elijah spoke again. I am the only prophet of the Lord who is left. He told them. But Baal has 450 prophets. 
Now bring two young bulls, the prophets of Baal, we choose whichever one they wish and cut it into pieces and lay it on the wood of their altar, but without putting any fire under the wood. And I'll prepare the other young bull and lay it on the wood on the Lord's altar with no fire under it. Then pray to your God and I will pray to the Lord and the God who answers by sending fire to light the wood, to light the wood is the true God. And all the people agreed to this test. Hmm. Then Elijah turned to the prophets of Baal. You first, he said, for there are many of you. Choose one of the bulls and prepare it and call to your God. But don't put any fire under the wood. So they prepared one of the young bulls and placed it on the altar. And they called to Baal all morning, shouting, Oh, Baal, hear us. But there was no reply of any kind. Then they began to dance around the altar. <laughs> About noon time, Elijah began mocking them. You will have to shout louder than that, he's called, to catch the attention of your God. Perhaps he's playing Ludo, he's talking to someone, or he's out sitting on the toilet, or maybe he's away on a trip, or he's asleep and needs to be awakened. <laughs> Elijah, that's savage. So they shouted louder, and as was their custom, cut themselves with knives and swords until the blood gushed out. They raved all afternoon until the time of the evening sacrifice, but there was no reply, no voice, no answer. Ah! God's in the mud. Then Elijah called to the people, come over here. And they all crowded around him as he repaired the altar of the Lord that had been torn down, he took 12 stones, one to represent each of the tribe of Israel, and used the stones to rebuild the Lord's altar. Then he dug a trench about three feet wide around the altar. He piled wood upon the altar and cut the young bull into pieces and laid the pieces on the wood. Hmm. Fill four barrels with water, he said, and pour the water over the carcass and the wood. As in, after they had done this, he said, do it again, and they did. Now do it once more. <laughs> and they did. And the water ran off the altar and filled the trench. Such confidence. And the customary time, at the customary time for offering the evening sacrifice, Elijah walked up to the altar and prayed, O oh Lord God of Abraham and Israel, prove today that you are the God of Israel and that I am your servant. Prove that I have done all this at your command. O oh Lord, answer me. Answer me so these people will know that you are God and that you have brought them back to yourself. Then suddenly fire flashed down from heaven and burned up the young bull. Fire. The wood, the stones, the dust, and even evaporated all the water in the ditch. <laughs> and when the people saw it, they fell their, to their faces upon the ground, shouting, Jehovah is God! Jehovah is God! Then Elijah told them to grab the prophets of Baal. Don't let a single one escape, commanded. So they seized them all, and Elijah took them to Kishon Brook and killed them. And killed them there. The Elijah said to him, Go and enjoy a good meal. 
for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. So Ahab prepared a feast, but Elijah climbed to the top of the Mount Camel and got down on his knees, his, with his face between his knees, and said to his servant, Go and look out toward the sea. He did but returned to Elijah and told him, I didn't see anything. But Elijah told him, Go again and again and again, seven times. Finally, the seventh time, the servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, hurry to Ahab and tell him to get into his chariot and get down the mountain or he will be stopped by the rain. And sure enough, the sky was soon black with clouds and a heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm. They have left hastily for Jezreel and the Lord gives special strength cover of a shatter to Elijah so that he was able to run ahead of Ahab's chariot to the entrance of the city. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Chapter 19. When Ahab told Queen Jezebel what Elijah had done, and that he had slaughtered the prophets of Baal, she sent this message. Uh, is another funny one. She sent this message to Elijah. You killed my prophets. And now I swear by the gods that I'm going to kill you by this time tomorrow night. So Elijah fled. <laughs> fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a city of Judah, and left his servant there. <laughs> ah, prophets. <laughs> Verse 4, then he went on alone into the wilderness and traveling all day and sat down under a broom bush and prayed that he might die. Mm. I've had enough, he told the Lord. Take away my life. I've got to die sometime and it might as well be now. Like, please forgive me. Then he lay down and slept beneath the broom bush. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him to get up and eat. He looked around and saw some bread baking on hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, Get up and eat some more. For the journey long, but there is a long journey ahead of you. So he got up and ate and drank. And the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Horeb, the mountain of God, where he lived in a cave. But the Lord said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have worked very hard for the Lord God of the heavens. But the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you and turned down your altars and killed your prophets. And only I am left. And now they are, they are trying to kill me too. Ah, Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his calf and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, why are you here, Elijah? You shouldn't be here. He replied again, I have been working 
very hard for the Lord God of the armies of heaven, for the people who have, have broken their covenant and have torn down your altars. They have killed every one of your prophets except me. And now they are trying to kill me too. Then the Lord told him, go back to the desert road to Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Hazael to be the king of Syria. Then anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, to be the king of Israel. And what? And anoint Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abel Mehola, to replace you as my prophets. Ah! Oh, my Anyone who escapes from Hazael shall be killed by Jehu. And those who escape Jehu shall be killed by Elisha. Oh, if you have, if you participated from the your love word sessions, you would understand the scripture. And incidentally, there are seven thousand men in Israel who have never bowed to Baal or kissed him. God was telling Elijah, "You are not the only prophets remaining. I still have over seven thousand. So Elijah went and found Elisha, who was plowing a field with eleven other teams ahead of him. He was at the end of the line with the last thing. Elijah went over to him and threw his coat across his shoulder and walked away again. Elijah left the oxen standing there and ran after Elijah and said to him, first, let me go and say goodbye to my father and mother, and then I'll go with you. Elijah replied, go on back. Why all the, ex why all the excitement? Elijah then returned to these oxen, killed them, and used wood from the plow to build a fire to roast their flesh. Passed around the meat to the other plowmen, and they all had a great feast. Then he went with Elijah as his assistant. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. So much, so much to see. But because of time, I hand over to Estimbra Martins. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much, Estimbra John. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on what part of the world you are connected from at this time, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Stamaka for this wonderful privilege. Praise God. At this point, we're going straight to the affirmation segment of our meeting, and the affirmation is on the screen. We start the affirmation by taking our name. My name is, you say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ. The next paragraph, I, your name. I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, I, your name. My love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. At this point, I will kindly ask everyone to please unmute their mics as we take our permission at the count of three. One, two, three. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. At this point, we'll be going straight to the communion segment of our meeting. Praise be God forever. And our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed to bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the bread of life that came down from heaven. We thank you for the body of Christ that was broken for us. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, as we break this bread, we declare that we are one with him, spirit, soul, and body. In him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. And we declare that all that he did for us, we walk in the light of it. We shine forth as light of the world. And our light will so shine that men will glorify God because they see us. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. Praise God, praise God, praise God. After the same manner, also he took the cup when he had stopped, saying, This cup is a new testament in my blood. This year, as often as you drink it in remembrance of me, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the cup of the everlasting covenant. We declare as we take this cup, we are blood washed, sanctified, and glorified. Thank you, Lord God, for as we shine forth and show for the glorious virtues of you who has called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. We light up our world with the glorious gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we give you praise. We are the light of the world. We are a city set upon a hill. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, go ahead and take the cup. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Praise God, hallelujah. Once again, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the Sister Maka for this wonderful privilege. And at this point, I'll kindly hand over to Pastor Inye to take us through the remaining parts of the meeting. Thank you, everyone, and ensure you have a beautiful day. Good morning, everyone.
<clears throat> Thank you, esteemed brother Martins. We are quickly going to go over to the celebration segment. Please, today is your birthday, birthday of your loved ones, wedding anniversary, whatever it is that you are celebrating. Please kindly come to the chat room and let's celebrate with you. If you are connecting with us for the first time, please come to the chat room, say your name, who invited you and where you are connecting from. We want to meet with you and we would like to pray with you. Praise the Lord. Do we have any birthdays, birthdays, one of anniversary? Omar last says, today is my friend's birthday. Her name is ABCMA. Happy birthday to your friend. God blessings now and always. Rhoda says, today is my friend's birthday. His name is Daniel. Happy birthday to Daniel. God blessings now and always. Um, Joy says, it's my friend's, it's the birthday of my friend, Clement. Happy birthday to your friend. God blessings now and always. Amarachi says, today is my wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Happy wedding anniversary to you. It's from glory to glory. Esteemed Sister Grace says, it's my boy's birthday today. His name is Zion. Congratulations, Ma. God's blessings to him now and always. Alenike says, today is my Eda's brother's birthday. His name is Emmanuel. Happy birthday, esteemed brother Emmanuel. God's blessings to you now and always. Sister Emerda says, today is my sister's birthday. Her name is Annie. Happy birthday to your sister. Chidima Constance says, today is my beloved brother-in-law's birthday. His name is Chijoke. Happy birthday to Chijoke. God's blessings now and always. Happy birthday to all our beloved celebrants. Congratulations on a new level of glory. I'm going to quickly hand over to esteemed Sister Amaka to pray for the celebrants. To have a wonderful day, everyone. God blessings. Praise God. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for all our celebrants. We thank you for the great grace you have lavished upon them. We declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that they are sustained with joy. Thank you, Lord God, for in blessings they are blessed. Everything they do is excellence. They are strengthened with minds by your spirit in their inner man. And every day of their life, they grow from strength to strength. In wisdom, they are sustained by the power of your Holy Ghost. Lord, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy birthday to all our celebrants. And at this point, I will kindly ask everyone to please unmute their mics as we share the grace in fellowship. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, 